Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Welcome to everybody that's joining us online. We're glad you're with us. Let's pray and get into this. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Father, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is our teacher, that he leads us and guides us into all truth, that he brings all things to our remembrance, that he shows us things to come. I thank you, Father, that you are faithful and you're good. And Father, that your strength, your ability, your grace is what gives us the strength and the ability to do and to walk in the, the provision of uh, the resurrection of Christ, those, those things that have been provided for us in his death, burial, and resurrection. Lord, not only do we have a security in our eternity, but we have security now because we have you with us. We're not facing anything or up against anything. There is no trial. There is no issue that we're facing that is greater than you because you told us in your word, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we're so grateful for that. We're thankful for your word. Father, I thank you for utterance in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go to Mark chapter 10. And I'm just going to read over uh, a little bit here. Uh, While you're turning there, you can go to Mark chapter 10. And so, so far we've navigated quite a bit in this study wherein the problem is not the problem. And this is part 12. Uh, We have seen that there are three significant things that are necessary in dealing with problems. The first principle we looked at was faith. Um, The second was wisdom. We looked at at faith from Mark chapter 5. We looked at wisdom from Proverbs chapter 8, which is really uh, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Actually, I had the Lord say something to me. I'll say it here in a minute. And then we're in obedience right now. We started in James chapter 1 and looked at verses 21 through 25 concerning obedience. Uh, We talked about the fact that obedience is vital to overcoming problems and keeping problems at bay. How many have ever said something and then wish you could pull the words back in your mouth? Well, if you'd have listened to wisdom, the Lord would have said, bite thy tongue. (laughs) Right? So, um, It keeps problems at bay. We know from James, just in general, the book of James, we know that our tongue is a rudder, that it is a bit in a horse's mouth. Um, James actually made the statement that if you control your tongue, you can actually control your entire body. That's That's pretty tall. That's a pretty big, pretty big statement. And so uh, we can control everything about us. Well, we live in a culture that's so out of control. And that's in the church too. You know, people think uh, a lot of different things. <laughs> that isn't right. And it's just demonic thinking. Now, many times they don't realize it. Um, and so I'm not saying everybody has a demon because they don't. If everybody did, you know, the world would be even in a worse condition than it is. But thank God we're here. Amen. Thank God the church is here because we're just like salt. We're a giant preserving agent. We preserve this planet from going to hell. And the purpose is that the harvest can be won. Those that are going to be called in will be called in. Um, And those that are going to repent. And the Lord's patient concerning the harvest. He's not in a hurry, right? 
So wisdom, the more wisdom that we gain, the more knowledge that we gain and then we do. Okay, so you have to connect those two. The more understanding we have, and then the more of that understanding that we apply, which includes when we talk about obedience, when we talk about uh, discipline in our lives and obedience in our lives, it's, it's, it's doing certain things in the natural, but it's also, and we talked about this last week, saying what he said. And speaking faith to a believer who is carnal in their thinking, it can feel like lying. Yeah. Am I the only one that's ever felt like that? But, but it's not lying. Now, we apply that principle to salvation. But then we abandon it. Well, I should say the church has taught people to abandon it. Ministers, ministries. They teach people to abandon it the further they go in their relationship with the Lord. So they don't keep the principle of believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. They only practice that many times at the beginning, which is right because that's the entrance in, right? Well, it's also the entrance into the rest of the promises. Amen. So you're just saying we can have what we say. No, I'm not saying that. Jesus said that. And if you can't, then are you born again? <laughs> it's a good strong argument, don't you think? Because if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be. Well, you can't have what you say. See, people do this, and, and religion, I should say this, religion and the enemy does this. He tries to twist things. This is why hearing from God is so important. He twists things. So people will say, well, I don't feel like God's meeting my need. It doesn't look like it. Okay, let's take that back to salvation. I don't feel like I'm saved today. See, we apply the principle of faith there, but then we abandon it the rest of the way. Well, people, people will make this statement. People that are smarter than me say different. They're not smarter than the word. I don't care if they are, they have, they're 100 degrees. In other words, I don't care how many degrees they have. They can have a bachelor, a master's, and a doctorate and still be a fool in God's eyes. There is no higher education than this. It doesn't exist. Well, they're, they're, they're very famous in the Christian you know, community. So what? Who cares? Well, they're, they're brought on to all these shows and brought in to say things, and they could be spewing lies. That's why we always go back to this. The enemy is so good at deceiving. He's really good at it because he's learned how to 
manipulate the three-part nature of man. You say, how did he learn that? He took what he learned in the throne room area and he twisted it. He took what he saw God do and he twisted it for his own advantage or to his own desire that he came up with. And so he's good at manipulating. He's good at twisting. He's good at, and you know what I mean by good. I'm not using good in the sense of morally upright, okay? He's good at it in the sense of he's very skilled. In other words, his, uh, his uh, vision statement is seek, walking about seeking who he may devour, And if I disconnect myself obedience-wise from this, from the Lord, my fellowship with him, right? Then I actually open myself up to the seeker, the one who's seeking to destroy me. Well, that's a lot to do. Well, good thing you have the greater one in you. Amen. Good thing you're not facing anything that the one who lives in you The resurrection of the Holy Spirit, that that power that raised Christ from the... It's a good thing that power lives in. You're not facing anything that that power didn't already whip. You're not up against anything in your life right now that God, through Christ, did not already defeat. And when you really begin to understand, when, you, when we really begin to understand these truths and walk in these truths and understand who we are in Christ, we really get peaceful and joyful no matter what's going on. <laughs> I talked about, I was, I was listening, I went back and listened to myself for three hours yesterday. The, I don't know why this is, Josh, but uh, on the podcast hear his voice number three is not on there one two and four are I don't know why that is but it's on the website I don't know why it just didn't connect somehow but I went back and listen and the first one that I opened up with because sometimes I don't remember everything I say believe it or not because <laughs> you get it in the utterance you're not speaking out of your head I'll start out here but right now I'm right here I am not here hardly at all not at all I'm, I'm speaking out of my heart You can wake up in the morning and gear yourself that way if you get out of bed and don't go, oh, God. But you go, oh, Lord, I praise you. Thank you for today. Amen. But anyway, so uh, uh, I went back and listened. And and the scripture says in Ephesians 1 that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Not you're going to be blessed You are blessed. People say, well, I'm going to be saved. If you're going to be, you ain't. Amen. You are saved because he already raised from the dead. I just need the Lord to forgive me. He has. Receive it, knucklehead. Receive it. He's already forgiven you. Jesus doesn't have to come back and die again for your healing. Oh, glory to God. Amen. He doesn't have to. Well, you're talking crazy. Well, we're in the Bible and we're in good company because they called Jesus crazy and they called Paul crazy. It's just crazy to natural thinkers. And there's a lot of believers that are natural thinkers. 
Like their, their, their mood today is determined by what happened last night and how well they felt when they got up. <laughs> not, not by what's the spirit, because the spirit's oftentimes weak. It's not strong. Why? Just not, no fellowship out of the spirit. It's all out of the head. Well, if God really loved me, and you're sitting listening to a devil and your flesh. Well, I need deliverance. No, you need obedience. There's a difference. <laughs> you don't believe in deliverance? Absolutely believe in it. Also believe you've been delivered in Christ Jesus. And that most of the, the deliverance you need is the transformation of your thinking, the renewal of your mind. It isn't the casting out of a devil. Amen. Well, say, oh, me then. Somebody's fighting me on it, but they're probably online, right? <laughs> oh, and, and people get offended when I say that. I need to put chapstick on so I can talk faster. <laughs> it's cherry flavored. <laughs> people get offended when I say that. They say, well, well, you think you know what people are thinking? I don't think. I know. How do you know? I do the exact same thing Jesus did. He looked, at, he looked at religious Pharisees and he said, why do you want to murder me? He can hear their heart. Not hear. I hear it here. You say, are you sure? I've been doing this for 20 plus years. I've had people get so mad at me, they left the service. I mean, they were in the front row. I'm not talking about here. This was years ago. I mean, it's happened here too. People say, oh, Jesus would never preach in such a way to make people mad. <laughs> uh, I think it's a good morning just to get really sauced in the Holy Ghost. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just filled with the Spirit. Joy, exceeding joy. Exceeding joy. You know, <laughs> you think about Jesus and him recognizing people's hearts and what's going on. And he looked at the Pharisees and he'd make statements like that. And you know what they would say? No, we're not. What was the next words out of, the, out of the mouth sometimes? You have a demon. Wow, nothing has changed. Nothing. Nothing at all. Do you know why that is? It's not because, it's because they're unrepentant. They're unrepentant. But there are many times where, well, I could say for myself, where I just, the only reason why I stayed in my problem as long as I did is because I wasn't willing to deal with it honestly and repent. I'm t I was too busy convinced within myself that it was somebody else's problem. Well, if my parents would have raised me better, listen to me. And I know there are extreme situations where people have been really abused. I'm not making light of any of those things in the sense of I know there are real problems. 
Everybody has been raised in a non-perfect home. Nobody has been raised in a perfect situation in this life ever. I mean, even, even Adam and Eve had it. Then they lost it, and then they had kids. And their kids got into a fight, and one murdered the other. Oh, I could go so many directions. I can see it in the spirit. I can just see it. The, the deceptions and the lies that people believe. I mean, Eve could have gone into Great Depression. I just can't go on. One of my sons murdered the other. What did I do? Sin is the problem. But if we're going to have freedom and true deliverance, our thinking and everything has to go to another level. It has to be way up there. Those high thoughts. But see, the thing is, is those thoughts are not, they're not, they're not elusive to you. They're available. Now, that doesn't mean you get to go in and pick which ones you, you want. It means you allow the Lord to lead you into the place that he desires for you to grow in at this time. And in our current world, with all the distractions that are available, you've got to be careful. I've got to be careful. Because we will... So, how many enjoy Doug Jones when he comes? I'll just say this. Go back and listen to the teachings. He, he taught, but he taught prophetically. I'll say it this way. I like this better. I'm going to not use that word. He taught by the unction of the Holy Spirit. Now the leading of the Holy Spirit is just, everything's prophetic. That is not true. There's a delineation. Well, you're just being picky. No, I'm just being biblical. Not everything is prophetic. Amen. Go, go back and listen to Doug Jones' teaching. What he taught on, the mind. What, what, what he literally he taught things that uh, there have been people within this church that uh, he taught, he shared about experiences where he made a mistake. And it was, they were, these people were in the service and they made, the Lord was speaking to them. I've sat and talked to them and they still did the thing that was, they were warned about. It's amazing. But what's the problem? Is the problem they need more revelation? They're disobedient. They're not obedient. Well, you say they're not going to heaven? No, they're going to heaven. We're not, we don't get to heaven based on our works. Yeah, thank God, exactly right. <laughs> Praise God, right? Well, people say, well, I feel bad about it. Good, but did you change? Because you can feel bad about something and never change, and you're still going to get the same harvest as if you didn't change. Because the harvests don't change. 
People say, what's the judgment of God? Well, it's seed time and harvest, which will not end. Read Galatians. Paul's clear. If, if you're a believer and you sow to the flesh, you'll reap from the flesh what? Every time. For me as well as you, right? Every single time, if we sow to the flesh, we'll reap from the flesh corruption. It will happen. Now, I'm not talking about like, you know, sometimes people have this idea about death, like the angel of death is going to show up and stab you the moment you get carnal. And that's the end of it. Death, it's incipient death. It's sowing something and heart. Do you, when you sow a seed, do you harvest right away? Can you actually increase the harvest of the seed over time? You can. Well, it works the same way with the law of God or the spirit side and the flesh side. You can actually increase the harvest of your flesh. Keep rebelling against your parents. Keep doing it. See what happens. Well, I just don't, I just don't like my, my parents. And they know a whole lot more than you. And you need to pull your pants up and stop acting like a little kid. Somebody, some parent needs to say amen. Because I'm helping you. Well, they're not that smart. They're way smarter than you. It's not even close. Well, I have the Holy Ghost too. And the Holy Ghost is not leading you that way. That's not the Holy Ghost at all. The Holy Ghost will lead you to submit to your parents. Oh, no, yeah. And in fact, if you don't, it will not go well with you. Ask me how I know. It took me years to get rebellion out of my thinking. I'm just trying to help you. Well, I'm, uh, you know what people, I used to think this, I'm bigger than my dad. By the time I was 16, I hurt my dad pretty good. We'd wrestle, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know how, you know, young boys and dads, you know, the boys think they have horns. <laughs> but old man muscles are real. I'll just warn you. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> So it's old man pain sometimes. <laughs> Glory to God. But my, my dad, my mom told me this later. Me and my dad got to wrestling when I was 16. Well, I was late growing. Like I was not, I was the smallest kid in my class till about the time I was 15 and a half, 16. I mean, I shot up to six foot when I was 16. And I was little, little. I mean, I, I, I barely weighed 100 pounds when I was a freshman in high school. I barely weigh 100 pounds now. <laughs> Some of you need to laugh because you... you be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving. All right. <clears throat> but I wrestled with my dad, and I, th I can't remember if he'd be... I don't think anybody won. But my mom told me later that night when they were going to bed, he said, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> you may be physically stronger, but you need to honor your parents. Well, they didn't do what they were. Yeah, no, no, no. 
Nope, nope, don't go there. Your disobedience will cost you. The Bible doesn't say if your parents are perfect, honor them. Have you ever looked at Asian cultures? I know. It'll make you think, won't it? See, current counseling tells you that you have a right to remain bitter and hurt. You don't. If that's the case, you're unforgiven. Amen. What if God treated us based on our performance? But when, you, when I do that, I'll do this. When I do that to somebody else, what am I saying? I'm saying this is how I want to live. I want to, I, want, I want to be treated the way someone has treated me. So what if God did that? I love Brother Hagin. The last message he preached was on the love of God before he went home to be with the Lord. <clears throat> and he said people would say to him, you know, because he, he was talking about love, and he said people would say to him, well, I can't forgive. He said, yes, you can. You don't want to. He's right. If I, have, if I am commanded in the word to forgive the way God has forgiven me or Christ has forgiven me, then I can do it. You just, I'm just being carnal, and I don't want to give up my right to be hurt and angry and standoffish. Boy, we're having fun, aren't we? <laughs> then I give up my right to be hurt. I give up my right to carry around that, you know, walk with that crutch. To get attention with that crutch. That's the biggest thing. A lot of times it's just selfish. Well, people pity me. You want to be pitied or victorious? Because I want to be victorious. Well, you're hard. No, I'm walking in love and truth. Hard is remaining in sin. When the Lord has provided a way out. That is hard. Amen? Well, I'll ask for forgiveness. Good, you should. But you have to walk it out. So if I dig up the seed and I throw it to the side, but I don't repent, what do you mean? I don't plant a different seed and tend that seed. What happens? I can't keep planting unforgiveness and reaping freedom. I can't do it. It's not possible. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's, guys, in the natural, think about it like this. I can't plant apple seeds and get oranges. It's impossible. Well, I'm just going to confess it. You can't confess away a spiritual law. 
that you don't have the right to do. Now, you say, why do you say it like that? Because I'm in the spirit-filled group. They think they are going to have a dream about something, and it's automatically going to happen. No, it won't. I was given dreams about ministry, about different things. You have all been given dreams about different things or, or, or impressions from the Lord about what God has called you to do. They don't happen unless you do them. God is not, he doesn't pick me up every day and go, okay, over here, boonk. Well, he's all powerful. Yeah, and he gave you all a free will. I have the same one. I can choose to quit pastoring. I can, I, can, I can believe a lie and go, I'm not called to pastor. I'm called to be a prophet. Because I like that ministry better. Oh, no, no. Here's a good one. <laughs> I love it. I'm called to be uh, an influencer in social media only. That way, that way, I can flip the camera off or flip the live stream off and never have to see anybody. I can just be a hermit. And I could make money doing it. People will give. Because there's a whole lot of people out of there. You just ask for money, whatever the case may be, or what, there's all sorts of stuff, and people will give to it. And I can look at the money that I have stacked up over time and go, see, I'm in the will of God. Well, I'm not going to pastor anymore because I got hurt. I have church hurt. Church hurt. How many have ever watched a movie and you're like, that didn't do me well? That hurt me. How many watched a movie again? The church is hypocritical. Most church hurt is unforgiveness and selfishness. Well, they didn't do what I wanted. Well, why do we have to? Well, I'm looking for a church. <laughs> oh, man. This is so much fun. <laughs> I just, some days it's like, you know, Lord, I don't want to say that. What if we read through the book of Acts and we saw where people were picking churches based on da-da-da-da-da that we do today? Now, I know it's, it's two different, I get it. I get there's a two different, there's some dynamics that are different. But what if it was that way? Well, I want to go to a church where they're not going to be burned at the stake. What's their coffee like over there? Yeah, what color is their carpet? It used to be pews, now it's chairs. We've come so far. Used to be hardwood pews, now it's padded pews. Then it's padded chairs. Then it's, the service has to be this long. And I'm not against structure, you understand what I'm saying? God's not against structure. I'm saying, what's the motivation? You know, like sometimes, and I'm not against different groups, right? We've had 
uh, there's been, Heidi talked to somebody last night in a store and she's like, she was asking about, asked Heidi what she was doing fun this weekend. So Heidi said, well, I'm going to church. <laughs> People think that's fun. <laughs> if you do it right, it's great. <laughs> I mean, it can be fun every day in the sense of the joy of the Lord, right? So, uh, I know, we're in Mark chapter 10, I know. So anyway, <laughs> she said, they, this girl was a young lady, and she said, you know, uh, do you have a young adults group? And, uh, and this is how Christians think. They think, I need a group, a particular group for me, in order for the church to be effective. There's no scripture to validate that. None. Zero. In fact, I got scripture opposite. The older women are to teach. And what are they to teach the younger women? How to love their, oh, not how to have coffee just right and how to get in groups and gossip about their husbands? It's just so bad. He doesn't bring me flowers every day. <laughs> is, he, is he faithful to you? Is he faithful in the marriage bed? Is he faithful to work? Is he faithful to, yeah, but it's not like the Hallmark show. <laughs> oh, oh you, you just, man. I'm sure the early church would join you in this Michael, this one's going viral. I can feel it. We're going viral, baby. <laughs> like, subscribe, and follow for more. <sighs> well, it's not fair. My I'm going back to the kids. They did this, and they did that, and you, your life is great. You're blessed. You're in a home where your family loves the Lord. Listen, I know, I know from whence I speak because I rebelled against my parents and boy, did it cost me. And I was so smart, you know, so open-minded, my brains fell out. <laughs> right? The answer, and people say, well, you're just being, you're not being, you're not being loving. You're not being loving because you're not, you're not petting the way I feel. But if we nurture death in someone, what will happen? You'll develop the death. It'll grow and produce harvests. And then what takes place? It becomes a, actually, it becomes a stronghold in a person's life. And listen to me, they're genuine, they can be genuinely born again. I have literally sat with teenagers that I youth pastored. This happened just a couple of years ago. And this youth was in my youth group 10 years ago. 
And he looked at me and he said, you used to, he listened in youth. He listened, but he didn't do. But he'd listen and he said, you would say these different things. And I would sit there and think, that's not true. And then he's looking at me crying at lunch, going, it was true. But you know what? Unless he makes a change. People say, well, why, why, do they, why, do, why do people not change? It's not because they can't. It's because they choose not to. They still have an affinity to the flesh and to the, the pleasures of the flesh. And as long as you give yourself and feed that affection, it will continue to seem like that thing has you. But when you really repent and bring darkness to the light, darkness can't stay. It's true. How do I get free from these bondages, these secret things? Bring it to the light. Well, then people will know. So what? What are you preserving? What am I preserving? What am I preserving then? As long as I'm going to blame someone else for my responsibility, I cannot get free. I, I can't. It won't happen. It, it violates Christ's law of freedom and deliverance. I have to engage into that truth and go, Lord, thank you for this hammer. Thank you for this stone. Thank you for this fire that is going to burn up in me and it's going to hurt my feelings, but it's going to bring healing. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you. I received that truth. Well, they didn't say it just right. I know. I haven't said everything just right. But does it change the truth? It doesn't change the truth. The truth is the truth. God changes not. I watched a video a while back, and uh, it was of a, a, a there's a, some sort of group, and I don't even know what they're called, but it was a, a, like a reel, and the, this person was sharing how they were a Christian, this young man. And this is a, a kind of a platform thing where people just discuss what they believe, right? So it's, they don't shut anybody down for what they believe. They just all, they're not, it's not like a Christian podcast, right? It's just thoughts, Every, whatever you're living, your truth, my truth, our truth, you know, all that stuff. And there's only the truth, by the way. And uh, this young lady, uh, this young man said, oh, you're a Christian, and she said, yes. He said, well, then you believe the Bible then, right? And she said, no. Well, then you're not a Christian. You're not a Christian. How can you say when the Bible says, the Bible tells you how to be a Christian, and you say you are a Christian, but you don't believe the Bible? Now, I'm not saying you're living all of it. I'm saying you don't believe it. If I don't believe it, guess what's not happening? There's no change in me. But that's the culture we live in. Well, I have, you know, I'm just going to do it different than, 
than, than uh, you know, this person and that person and, and, and all this. I watched a, a, another one. Sometimes I shouldn't watch these. But they do. They, they, they help me understand what the culture thinks because I'm not real culturally relevant. You know what I mean? I'm just not. I mean, I don't watch a lot of what the culture puts out. I'm aware of it, you know, but I don't watch, like, I don't watch a lot of secular stuff. I just don't. I have no desire to, right? But sometimes I'll come across stuff. Uh, what's the, the singer lady? Um, yeah, I know there's so many. Oh, uh, golly. What'd you say? Swift, yeah, it's Swift. <laughs> People are like, who's Swift? <laughs> but the singer lady, uh, not Taylor Swift, no. Um, what's the other one? She's, uh, uh, she's on American Idol. Katy Perry. And I'm watching her being interviewed because she was raised in a Christian home. And she's saying all these things about how bad her upbringing was. And she's making all these statements about God. And she's making all these, she's giving all these comments and different things about her opinion, different things like that. And she's crying. And sometimes I'll go in and read what the comments are to see what's being said. Because, not because I like to torture myself, but because I want to see what people are thinking. And their thinking will always come out. Always does. So I'll go and look. Well, the issue with Katy Perry is not her parents, and it's not the church. She's unrepentant. Do you think she's going to get to the judgment seat, and God's going to look at her and go, you're right, it's okay. It, I understand it didn't go, they didn't represent me the way they should have. And so since that's the case, I'm going to change and allow you into heaven. But that's what people are saying. And there's church people saying that. And this is why when the storm blows, the house is gone. Because truth is sturdy. Ooh, it just doesn't move. I can feel it in my spirit right now. It just doesn't move. It just... Well, that's not culturally relevant, but it's biblically relevant. And love can speak in the fruit of the Spirit truth that doesn't change. Love is not wishy-washy. It isn't feelings and emotions motivated. It's always motivated by truth. It can be aware of another person's feelings. Well, if, if I say to you, uh, the only way to heaven is Christ. And you say, well, that hurts my feelings. So what? Feelings are not the standard of eternity. Ooh, that's a good, that's a phrase. We should put that on a shirt or something. Feelings are not the standard of eternity. The standard is God. It's not the standard of eternity. Truth is the standard of eternity. So if I say to you, children 
Obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. And, you know, people say, well, that's under the old covenant. Well, it's in the New Testament. Repeated. It says, children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. And then, and then it says this, because this is the first commandment with a, oh, and what's the promise? It will, long life, but it will go well with you. Is God right? Will it go well with me as a young person if I obey my parents? Honor your father and mother. What does that mean? It doesn't mean bow down and worship them. It's not like, oh, mighty parent, we, we worship you. You know, <laughs> go pick some grass out of the backyard and wave it in front of them, you know. <laughs> you know. Honor has to do with respect, the way you talk to them. How do you talk to your parents? I'm, I don't have any more time, so. How do you talk about your parents when they're not around? How do you let your friends talk about your parents? Because it's affecting you. Do you try to pit your friends and try to get them to disobey their parents and disrespect them? Because God sees it. He knows it. And that's why I'm saying it. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.